Hey everyone, welcome to part one of three of our coverage from Pinball Expo 2014. This episode is a recording of our live broadcast done on Friday night, October 17th, directly from the show floor. Brent and I had a lot of fun doing this broadcast, and we think it comes through in this podcast episode. So if everyone's ready to talk some pinball, then let's get to it. Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. The Broken Token Podcast live from the 2014 Pinball Expo in Chicago, Illinois. Well, Whitney, after a few trials and tribulations, a little additional setup, we finally made it. It's pretty amazing, Brent. I'll say amazing because we've got a live uh, podcasting rig slung over my back. And what we're going to do is we're going to walk around through the vendor area here at the uh, 2014 Pinball Expo. And we're going to take in the sights and the sounds, and we're going to give everybody an idea of what we're seeing. And, uh, I mean, there's been just a ton of reveals at the Pinball Expo this week. And, you know, I, I think it's good if we, you know, get by and talk to the people who are doing the news and, you know, and just kind of give our give our view on everything. Well, we're, we're going to start here at uh, a friend of the show, David Paul's booth. Uh, he's a good friend of the uh, show, Brent. He's, he's helped me out a lot. <laughs> Actually, but, but we'll talk about that in our next studio episode. Well, okay, I was going to give a little away, at least on my part. but yeah. we'll No, just, no, go we'll ahead. I, I grailed it up this past weekend, Brent. Well, that's fine. As, as David was making his way into the show, he actually looped through uh, our hometown of Louisville, Kentucky, and spent, spent the evening in Louisville, met with Whitney and I, hung out at the house, played some games in my game room. We all had dinner together. And it was it was a lot of fun. Made it, made, he's made a, a week of it, not only for the show, but he, you know, he stopped in to see us, which is always, you know, we love to hear from folks. And it, it, It's great because uh, I'd been working with David for the past couple of months, and he helped me uh, secure Brent a game that I've been looking for for the past six-plus years, which is a zookeeper. Fantastic shape, and... I was just so thankful to get it and, and to have it. So, yeah, David's here with us at the Pinball Expo, and I think it'd be, you know, really nice to talk with him here in just a few minutes. Yeah. He's, he's with a couple customers right now, so as soon as he frees up, we'll, we'll get with him. So, folks that maybe haven't seen it out on our Facebook page, David has a company called Life Under Glass where he is producing, how would you describe this, Whitney, kind of pop culture pin, pin, artwork? Pinball pop art, Brent, there you is go. what I call it. Pinball pop art. So a couple of his designs I'm taking a look at, for example, in front of me is Statue of Liberty, and the torch is replaced with a pinball. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. He's integrated uh, pinballs into all 100% custom designs that, that he has drawn himself, you know, on his computer. And he's he's taking a lot of what I would consider to be, you know, um, which is very well-known well and iconic images, pop images, and he's integrating pinball into that theme, and it's it's really neat how it works out. Now, one of the uh, images that, well, actually, two that I, I really my, my like. My daughter's here taking notes. You <laughs> saw that. Oh, is she yeah. taking notes? Yeah, Grace, are you, are you doing it? No, oh, you're doing it. All right. We've got support from all over. Yeah. So we don't, we don't pay her anything, though, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> two of the images that I really like, and if, if folks don't recognize this from the description, uh, I'm sure they'll recognize it when they see it. It's that classic black and white image of uh, it's down here to, to your lower left. It was behind David where he was seated. It's a the classic black and white image of a crowd in a th in, in a 3D movie. So yeah. they're all nicely dressed, and you know there's a couple folks with like uh, looks of amazement. 
and they've got the 3D glasses on, and they're all kind of looking off into the distance, which, you know, obviously they're supposed to be taking a look at the, at the screen, and he has kind of integrated pinballs in it. It almost kind of looks, I, I don't know how to describe that. I hesitate to say, like, bubbles laid over the image. It, it's, it's a really, really cool, interesting blend of, you know, just an everyday pinball in, you know, a, a recognizable image. And then my second favorite image he's got over here to the far right, Whitney, it's a it's a roller coaster with the name Cyclone on it, and it's kind of very reminiscent of your typical kind of quote unquote Coney Island kind of wood roller coaster kind of profile, and and the train on the coaster is actually pinballs. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's just really really neat. I mean, he's got you know some Marilyn Manson designs, some Jaws designs, and everything like that. It's just a uh, it's just really really neat art. You know, I, I think it'd be it'd be cool to start with David and uh, you know get words from him. Nate, Nate, what's up, man? Hey, Nate, we're live. You got to say hi, buddy. Hello, world. <laughs> this is Nate Shivers, the distinguished Nate Shivers from the Coast to Coast Pinball Podcast. Oh, Different guy. That, that's that's his doppelganger. That's yeah. his twin brother. Now we got to go get him, Brent, when we hit three hours. Oh wait, a minute. he's got his wallet open. Hold on. <laughs> what's the cost to be on the show? Huh? What's the cost to be on the we, show? Dude, we pay people. <laughs> Uh oh, we're being shown something. What is this? Audio sounds great. Oh, awesome! Awesome. That's from Thank you. Fantastic. That is a, that is no. That's our good friend Steve Ridge back in Louisville, Kentucky. Steve must be a drummer. Uh, Steve is a drummer. Yeah, drummer. Steve. I know Steve. Drummer. Actually, yeah. I know Steve is. Yeah. Hi, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. We yeah. We want to give a special shout out to our sound check man, uh, Mr. Sean O'Shea. He came up here to the pinball uh, expo with us, and he has just been a great, great help. So, Sean. Official shout-out, man. We're going to get you on for an interview, dude, before you leave. You know, All right. Well, we could do it right here, right now. We Every time we turn around, which is good, David, good has, David. David has customers walking into the booth. So, uh, David, the images that we were describing, uh, David produces on T-shirts. And, you know, we would we would suggest folks go out and check out David's site, lifeunderglass.net. Take a look at some of the designs. And one of the cool things David's got if you look at the home page along the, uh, I guess the menu bar, if you will, or the title bar, off to the right there is a, I think it says podcast. Yeah, where you, you can you can support your local podcast. He's got a, he's got us a custom shirt. It actually says, yep, support. We're live on the internet, man. What's that say, David? Oh, we just live on the internet. Saver. Support <laughs> pinball podcasts. And if you take that link, David has actually produced yeah, so, a shirt. Go ahead, Whitney. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I just wanted I just wanted to say that uh, that you know we want to give a just a special shout out here to Sean and get him on the mic here real quick and then we'll talk to David. How about that? Okay. Yeah. So Sean, what do you think about Pinball Expo, man? It's been a lot of fun. Been really cool to see all the uh, boutique guys out and get a chance to see all their machines before they come out next year. So of everything that you have played so far, what has been the most memorable game for you? America's most haunted. And I okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna and Charlie didn't pay me to say that. Okay, that's cool. I'm gonna second that. I mean, Brent, would you say the same thing? Do you I, think America's Most Haunted has been the most, uh, the best game that you've played thus far? I I yes. Yeah. You know, now I will admit I haven't been able to play Lebowski yet. It it looks I, cool. We're actually uh, David David's booth is directly across from the big Lebowski setup, and they've got three machines here. And if you check out our Facebook page, we were out at the Pinball Life. Uh, open house, I guess you would call it yeah. earlier today, and they no, had a machine it, out no, there. No, it was open carnage. Open, what oh, it yeah, was. it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. If if you come out to Chicago for this show, 
don't blow off going to the open house. But they had a Lebowski out there, and the lines was was pretty deep. And I, I want to get some time on it. There's a Predator over here. Skip B's over here with the Predator. Even when they were in Louisville, Louisville the line is so long. I didn't get an opportunity to play it. But back to Charlie's machine. Yeah. I've said this to a. Uh, uh, to pretty much everyone I've talked to about it, the machine plays like a Ferrari. Yeah. It is fast. It is solid. But, man, the, 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 the construction feels like a tank. Yeah. It is a well-built, well-tuned game. And, Charlie, if you uh, if you hear this, this is really a shout-out to you and Ben Heck and all Eugene the Eugene Jarvis is behind you, by the way. Eugene Jarvis is Just behind you? Just to your left. You know, the, the other side. <laughs> Amazing. How about that? That's Eugene Jarvis. That's cool. Hopefully we can get him on the show here in a little. <laughs> like I say, shout out to Charlie and the Minions and everybody. The build quality on the machine is just utterly fantastic. I, I would say that, that pinball machine probably could not be, <laughs> could not be uh, worn out within any short amount of time of play it just looked like it was way overbuilt and that's a good thing. Now Sean, did you, have you played it anywhere else other than over at Pinball Life? This, today was the first time I've played America's Most Haunted. I did get uh, one game in on Lebowski yesterday. The cabinet is gorgeous. The art is gorgeous. But I think until the software package is together, I would still put, it's, they're calling it pre-alpha software. So I think until the software package is really together, uh, America's Most Haunted is still top of what I've played so far. Now let me ask you, Sean, what about the uh, Medieval Madness remake? Have you had any time to play on that? I haven't had a chance to play that, but it was wild checking it out. They're starting to assemble them in the Stern factory and just seeing how tiny the modern board is that they're using compared to right next to them, Walking Deads with a full back box of boards and this tiny, tiny little board in MMR. It was pretty neat to see. Now, you said something about the Stern tour. Now, Brent and I did not get to Chicago in time to, to go on the tour, so uh, I take it that you did. What did you think about the Stern factory tour? It was kind of neat seeing how they have everything laid out. Everything's all kind of in zones. There are basically full steam ahead, Walking Dead. There's Walking Dead everywhere, and they're just starting to set up a line to assemble the MMR. But it's very cool seeing sort of start to end where they're going. And they said next February, new factory, twice as big. And there were some indications that that could be a ramped up production. Excellent. Did they give you any idea? Did they leak any secrets? I'm going to say that the answer to that is, of course, a resounding no. But I'm just kind of curious, what all did they tell you while you were there? The, probably the neatest thing I heard is I did ask. I had not heard online if they had put out how many limited editions they produced for Walking Dead. And they said there were 600 limited editions and that they were sold out from the Stern factory, at least. Now, I was a little surprised to hear that because, I, to my recollection, I have not heard of Stern releasing any numbers. I could be incorrect there. On the LEs and the... Um, it's all after the fact. You know, they may... They may do they make the numbers known? I guess if I'm wrong here, you know, folks, let us know. I, I believe I believe they do because the number of Tron LEs is, is widely known is as, as far as how many were made and so on down the back in black LE for ACDC. The number of those are known. So and then I, I guess I would look I'd at have that to say as yes. I would look at that as a plus because it would help you understand a little bit more of what you're getting for the uptick in in cost because you know that machine is limited. And you know it's they're not just going to turn around and crank out several hundred more of them per yeah, se. Exactly. So. Unless it goes to a vault edition, Brent. So yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, did, did Whitney? Did you ask Sean if you played? Did you get to play the MMR yet? Yeah. Yeah. I've already asked him. Yeah. No worries. And did you? Did, what do you think? Did now when I played it, 
When you I played it yet. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Yeah. I played the machine when we first came in uh, yesterday. You, you, know, you beelined to that machine. It was oh, like, yeah. It was like a, you had a magnet in your pocket, dude, just rolling we to walked, the MMR machine. We walked in the door. We weren't here. 15 seconds, I was like, oh, look, and I walked right over to it. Now, I mean, dude, you and I were holding a conversation, and then I was standing there by myself. <laughs> And, well, Brent, and Brent was on the MMR. I never, I never said I was tactful, you know. <laughs> so I, I go over to the machine. I played a couple medieval madnesses, a couple of very nice medieval madnesses, and the, uh, is that even the correct uh, medieval madness machine? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're just medieval just go with nine. Yeah, just, uh, however, however you want to say it. So I played a couple. Tomato, tomato. I played a couple very nice machines, and to me, walking up to that machine. It, I would be hard-pressed uh, to tell the difference. I mean, to me, it would be by feel, by look. The machine played great. Uh, it felt great. It shot great. It looked great. Yeah, I think we were uh, we were giving this topic a pretty good coverage in the car on the way over to Pinball Life today, just, ta- just talking about the artwork and how clean it was, how nice it was, and just the, the sheer fact that it's hard to believe that, to my eye, it, it looks almost as if, the remakes are every bit as clean, if not cleaner, than the original MMRs from an artwork perspective. They're they're crisp and they're just neat. So uh, David Paul has just joined us of uh, LifeUnderGlass.net. It, David, we try to call you over a couple times, but you've had customers come through, which is which is what you want, right? Which is a good thing. So we've described in our words your shirts, your artwork. Go. Describe for our listeners in your words your artwork and what you're what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, what I'm trying to do here is just come up with a unique brand, something that hasn't been done. Um, what I really wanted to do, you know, I didn't want to just do another, you know, playfield design on a T-shirt, something that you know everybody's drawing, hand-drawn stuff. And um, I got into computer graphics a couple months ago, and I just wanted to come up with something that was different unique something that you know people hadn't seen before in the industry um so i've you know taken a stylized pinball and the name life under glass and just applied it to a lot of different pop art type of um scenes so i just noticed uh on your on your scrolling display uh evil knievel and i haven't seen that piece yet where it's like in in the beatles too brent you see that yeah i've seen that piece but this was your your kind of your classic evil knievel ramp jump scene but instead of buses it was pinballs yeah yeah uh i'm a huge fan of evil knievel i'm i have a harley and uh he was big time into harleys and you know i'm a grew up in the 70s i remember back watching abc wild world of sports and you know watching him jump snake river canyon and buses and stuff like that so I, I like to do sort of tributes to things that I like. You know, a lot of this stuff is, you know, personal to me. Like my Alice Cooper. I love Alice Cooper, Grateful Dead, uh, you know, Coney Island. I used to hang out in Coney Island back in the 70s. Um, a lot of different things like that that I really, you know, that I really like. So speaking of tributes, uh, we started to talk about this a little earlier, but uh, it, was, it was probably best if we just brought you into the conversation. There's two pieces uh, two sample pieces sitting here on your table. One is a Python Angelo tribute. Yeah. And uh, uh, I mean, what kind? Of, what was the genesis of that? I, I honestly, I'm a, just a huge Python fan. I mean, he's an artist. He's very off the wall, very unique. Uh, I mean, we all we all love the designs he came up with for you know in pinball, and just as an artist, I loved his creativity. Is you know the way he would just freely flow and do whatever he felt you know he wanted to do and. Um, 
you know, whether people liked it or not. And, you know, people loved it. And I just, I did it as a tribute to him. That shirt in particular, um, 100% of the proceeds from that shirt I'm giving to the Pinball Project um, as a tribute to him. So that's something that's uh, special to me, you know, just because of the amount of kids I have and, you know, taking taking uh, pinball machines into children's hospitals. I mean, what a, what a great cause that is. So, um, but yeah, that that shirt design i thought it has a romanian uh colors of the flag from his you know he's from transylvania and uh you know the whole uh sort of the tommy theme with the you know see me feel me hear me or you know so in the to, to describe it to folks it's the so that's the colors of the romanian flag and yeah. it's it's vertical bars it's blue yellow and red and then in each bar there's a uh, an image of python and it's the, was it like the uh, speak no evil, see no evil, hear no evil? Yeah, well, more or less what, you know, Tommy, you know, deaf, dumb, and blind kid. Oh, okay, all right. Plays a mean pinball brand. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. This yeah. is a pinball brand. This is a pinball. Yeah. I'm going to catch that plane that next couldn't time. Have, that couldn't have gone any farther <laughs> over my it's, head. It's all good, buddy. It's all, it's all so, good. Brent, uh, it takes a village, and this is a team effort, oh buddy. Gosh. We're good. <laughs> David, <laughs> I feel bad now. <laughs> no, I'm it's gonna, all good. It's I got to turn good. in my mic. Hey, I tell you what, as a consolation prize to make you feel better, I'm going to give you one of my streets clothes signs. How about that? Okay, you do. Yeah, that. Awesome. You've collected several. <laughs> yeah, that I have. So, David, I'm just curious. Um, oh, wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. What, I thought you were going to ask about the piece off to the left, the all impo- all important piece. No, I, I was going to leave that as a closer for okay, you. Okay, all about right, that? we'll do that. So, we're so, doing this live, folks. Yeah, yeah, this is this is as it goes. Noise. Oh, oh my god no no actually the microphones are noise canceling so we're looking at the levels I, there's going to be some background noise but hopefully it's not overpowering but it, yeah. it, we really won't know until we listen to the feed after uh, the fact yeah so i'm it is not quiet here people no it is not quiet at all so david you know i'm sitting here looking at you know 5 15 uh, 10 15 easily you know easily 30 30 different designs unique designs i mean You've definitely spent some time at this, so you know how many unique T-shirt designs do you sell, and and uh, in, in, you know what's coming up next, you know after this after this round of artwork's done. Um, actually, I have 23 designs with me here. Was, uh, 23 here. So how many total do you have? I have close to 70 now, and um, yeah, it's taken some time. But to be honest with you, I've only been doing this for a couple months. Um, I just learned computer graphics after. Uh, but you have a graphics background, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I have a degree in advertising and design from the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. I graduated back in 1988 uh, from there, and I, I spent like three or four years in the uh, different advertising departments and stuff up in New York, and uh, then I just totally got out of it. But, I, you know, I still did stuff on the side, logo design, stuff like that, but I did, uh, you know, I just got into electrical field. That's why I love pinball so much, you know, it's electrical and art, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's not like I've been doing this this particular brand for a long time i've been doing this for you know a couple months but the shocking thing to look at it it looks like you've been doing it for quite a while you know the the integration of of kind of the logo which is your stylized pinball into these iconic images they really work really well yeah Yeah, it's i thank you i i it's really stuff that i i like you know i do my art really sort of for me but i i do think of you know different things that i think would other people would like to in the community. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that are into, you know, rock music and stuff like that. So, 
like I said, you know, like Alice Cooper, Beatles, stuff like that. But um, Now, you say you do this for you. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but a portion of the proceeds from all of the shirts are going to go to a charity, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I have 10 kids. I've said that before on a couple different podcasts. But, yeah, I have 10 kids, three of which are foster children. Um, and it's a very important thing to me to support uh, adoptions and the fostering system. So a dollar from each shirt is going to the Dave Thomas Foundation for adoption. And another dollar is going to the pinball um, project, which puts pinball machines in children's hospitals. And certain designs uh, are 100%, like the Python design, the uh, reigning pinball design with Darth Vader, those designs, and, and other ones I come up with in the future is going to be 100% uh, profits, or not profits, but proceeds going to charity. So speaking of uh, uh, donations and, and, and uh, other, you know, uh, other pieces that you've put together, the... This would be the closer, folks. This would be the closer. Not the closer for this show. Oh, no, 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 no. But now, you know, I this is just live segments that are just going to bleed together. You know, I feel that the way I set that up, I was going to come on with, you know, the best of all of them. But how could you beat donating to, you know, uh, the Dave Thomas Foundation? You know, it... You've come up with a design uh, centered around the Life Under Glass logo and, and, and site name and company name, and it's almost kind of like a Brady Bunch tile. That's exactly what it is. And uh, I've it's heard so cool. I've heard it referred to as the Brady Bunch shirt. And you, you, I, by the way, you are Mrs. Brady. I, is that where Mrs. Brady went? Oh my God! Oh my so, gosh, Brent! So thank, thank you, David. I will never let him live that oh down. My, That's awesome. And neither dude, will our listeners. Dude, I so, guess now I need to cut you a check, don't I? <laughs> so in the tile, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight tiles around the uh, around the perimeter of the shirt. It's your favorite pinball and arcade podcasters. Yeah. Charlie from Spooky, uh, John, uh, Don and Jeff from the Pinball Podcast, Preston and Patrick from the Game Room Junkies, Nate from Coast to Coast. Nate has got Nate's got the cool picture with the glasses. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he looked yeah, he looks cool. Right, don't forget he's Jan. He's oh, is he oh Jan? Nose, oh is he Jan? Oh, 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 oh my, my nose. nose. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we see Nate, we'll call him Jan and he'll he'll just look really I'm just weird I'm just it. old enough to know what that means. Everyone <laughs> else needs to google that. And then uh, down in the Mrs. Brady position Myself, Brent Griffith, and who is Whitney? Who's Whitney? Who's uh, Cindy? Whitney is Cindy. Well, you know, <laughs> if Cindy. Yeah. If I'm the not shoe sure that came through on the microphone, but oh, it did. But you know what they say, Brent? If the shoe fits. Oh. So, so what's the story on the shirt and uh, the proceeds and the like? All right. Uh, what I was thinking about with that was, you know, I. You were thinking about. You're changing your mind right now. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've become friends with you guys over the years, you know, with everybody on this shirt and just sort of as a tribute to you guys and as a way to, um, you know, just give back to you guys a little bit. I know that things like this, you know, all your audio equipment for all these uh, live feeds. We stole all this. Did you? Cool. Well, then that's great. Um, that and, you know, I know all the time, all the all the travel money expenses it takes to go to shows like this. And, you know, um, I just wanted to give back to you guys a little bit. So all the proceeds from that shirt, I wanted to split five ways and get back to your podcast that now, is awesome well now i feel a little bad because it seems self-serving uh, yeah <laughs> but we can't david seriously we can't thank you enough i mean you've you've done a lot to help us out i mean we're going to be featuring some of your artwork on some upcoming t-shirt designs that we're going to have printed up 
and offered up for sale on our web store. Actually, your it design has been rotating through my slideshow. Oh, fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, I did not catch that. But, yeah, that's great. So David, just, David worked with us on this design and uh, uh, took a little input from us, but not much because we, we don't know what we're doing. You know, it was it was it was enough to say, yeah, I'll fix that. Wink, I mean, wink. We, we can charge batteries, Brent. We yeah, know how to do it, that. That's it. And we're not going to give it away per se. We're not going to tell you what it is. We're we're working on actually producing it. But I am I really really like it. So it's going to be a it's going to kind of be a cross between the podcast and some pinball and yep. some video games. So yeah, it's a little heritage all the way around. Yeah, that's what I was going for. That was just sort of a hybrid of you know what you guys are about, your arcade and pinball, and I thought that that design incorporated that pretty well. Yeah, no, it's greatly appreciated, and we look forward to featuring featuring your artwork on our shirts here coming very soon. Yeah, that's cool. I've actually, it's sort of nice. To, I've seen a few of the pinball podcast shirts walking around today, so it's sort of neat to see some uh, artwork that I've done walking around, you know, on these t-shirts, and uh, I'm glad people appreciate it. I, you know, I want to do a lot more stuff, uh, you know. Well, you've definitely got a good thing going, so, man, we wish you all the best in the world, uh, the, you know, the, the greatest of luck in your endeavor, and for everybody listening, the uh, the website is lifeunderglass.net, and we've been talking to David Paul. David, thank you very much. Thank you, man. Uh, it's been fun hanging out with you this weekend. I'm looking forward to the uh, the podcast I guess it's not after dark. It's uh no, it's a it's a it's a soiree at this point, David. It's, it's well, a podcast it's an, with the roosters in the morning. <laughs> it's at nine a.m., so it's a breakfast with the podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Who's bringing the donuts and shit? That's all. <laughs> that's that's the question. And then we hope to see you at Logan uh, later on tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna be at Logan, Logan Arcade, and Logan Hardware tomorrow night. It's gonna be great. So, so David, thanks again, man. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Sir. So let's all right, Brent, let's roll. Here, I'm thinking, uh, let's wander over here to... Uh, hey, Grant. Yep. Okay. Real quick, everybody. Uh, my daughter and my lovely wife have uh, decided to, to venture up to Chicago with us. And so uh, my daughter, Grace, wanted to be on the show. So I wanted, before we get into the mix of all this, wanted to get uh, Pinball Expo from a nine-year-old's point of view. So, Grace, what do you think about the show so far? It's good. So, have you been playing a lot of pinball? Yes. Okay. So... Out of uh, out of all the games that you played, you know, have you uh, have you found a favorite one as of yet? No. Okay. Now let me ask you: Have you gotten to play the Wizard of Oz yet? No. No. Uh, I think uh, the Wizard of Oz was something that we talked about last night that you and mommy were going to go play, right? Yes. Uh, okay. I think mommy wants a Wizard of Oz. Oh my gosh, Brent! Now, Grace, does mommy want a Wizard of Oz? Yes. Now, Grace, does Grace want a Wizard of Oz? Yes. Oh, I knew it, man. I knew it. You're so unlucky. <laughs> no, Brent. I'm so very lucky. Uh, that is sarcasm, Whitney. Yeah. What, what, not done very well, but it is. <laughs> All right. We're going to let you guys go play some pinball. We're going to walk around and talk to everybody, okay? All right. Hey, let's head over toward uh, uh, Circus Maximus. I see James Laughlin. Oh, hey, real quick, Brent. Yeah, sure. I wanted to get uh, Joel and Dana oh, okay. on, on the let's microphone do that. real fast. They're in line to play the Big Lebowski. Hey, guys, y'all got a second? Yeah. All right, now I'm going to tell you, we are live streaming on the Internet right now. <laughs> so your voice is going to be broadcast to seven people that are listening, okay? Uh, no pressure. No, there's no pressure at all. So, so sitting here in front of us, we have Joel and Dana Reeves, and they're, some, they're part of the organization team from the Southern Fried Game Room Expo. And so, uh, Joel, Dana, what do you guys think about Pinball Expo say this some, year? Say something spectacular. Well, it's our first year, and we're having a blast so far. Loving it so far. Yeah. Got to play... Uh, 
Walking Dead. Walking take the Dead is tour. the bomb. Walking Dead's a great game. So is there is there Walking Dead in your future? Oh there, yes. Yes. Now, <laughs> yeah, no, no, Joel. She said yes, and so I guess that means yes, right? Now, right. Let me. It's let me. Already paid for. Oh. Oh Does Joel know man. Joel. Y'all got the scoop on us, didn't you? <laughs> so if you want a little time on one, uh, if it's still over there, here's a little secret. In the very back of the play area where the EMs are, right? EM, 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 Walking Dead, EM, EM, EM. Nice. Just tucked away right back there where no one see, nice. no one knows that it's there. So wander back over there if you yeah. want more time on it. Check it out. We so played uh, the pinball refinery version over at the Pinball Life party oh my gosh the pinball life party what what was that like that was awesome it was it off was, the hook right? it was packed it's crowded it was packed. yeah good food yeah. lots of games games i've never seen cool. before swords of fury yeah. never played gilligan's island before never played gilligan's island there they had a gilligan's island i totally missed space. that you're up dana oh man uh -oh. you guys are up for big lebowski all right we're gonna let you guys play thank you for being on the show we'll see you soon all right so, so uh joel and dana were actually I'm in so line sorry. of work yeah, now, Brent, uh, I'm bumping into people. Uh, watch we're, what you're we're, doing. We're live on the internet right now, and I just bumped into you live on the internet, so I'm sorry about that. Say hi to the internet. <laughs> hi. Okay. She said hi to the internet, Brent. So, Joel and Dana, we caught them uh, in line to play one of the Big Lebowski pilot machines, and I can't see much out of it. No. So, let's, you want to wander over to Circus Maximus and see if we can get a hold yeah, of it? Uh, yeah, why don't we do that? Uh, Mr. Laughlin or Mr. Kiefer? So earlier, uh, earlier in, oh, actually, there's uh, uh, Paul Kiefer over here. Earlier at uh, Pinball Expo, uh, James Laughlin and Paul Kiefer brought out the demo unit, or I guess would you call it maybe a white, yeah, the white wood. You know, it's it is just, flipping. Yeah, and, it is and a it, flipping it is white playable. wood of uh, Python's Pinball Circus. So we had a little opportunity to take a look at it when it was displayed in the panel, or we're being pointed at here, and... Thus far, the machine, I don't know, Whitney, what do you think? I mean, I know that they've been working with some 3D printing, some modern technology to, to produce, you know, the game to this point. And, I mean, right now it looks amazing. It, it looks it looks fantastic. It's hard to believe that this game has made it, has made it into existence. So I, I think, it, I think you know, at this point, you know, we're going to get, uh, we're going to get some news straight from, uh, straight from the source right here. So, Paul, so that you know, we are streaming live to the Internet. All yes, right. sir. This yeah. is the this mobile is, backpack the edition <laughs> of the Broken Token Podcast. We need How to about get that? Well, it's it, it is it, yeah. It, it does make my shoulder hurt, but it's but all good. We not, suffer for our art, Brent. Well, the, the majority of stuff in there, Paul, says makeup. The rig is actually pretty small. It looks like that weighs more than circus. It, it's my makeup, actually, Paul. <laughs> I, I'm like it's I'm like hair gel. I'm like Dolly Parton. I don't go out without my face on. I need a bigger bag than that for my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So this is this this game is flipping right now, correct? Yep. As of about eight days ago, it started flipping. Now, when when I last saw it, it, it didn't have art. I was a little surprised and actually very happy to see the art applied to it. Yeah. When you last saw it, I had a uh, populated mini playfield, but nothing else. So one of the five playfields you guys saw down in Atlanta, and um, and we had been showing it online a little bit, but. About two weeks ago, we decided we wanted to show up with something a little further along than what we had shown people, so we went silent. And uh, literally the past two days here at Expo, we arrived on Tuesday, and until last night, we were still working on it in one of the conference rooms here. 
My goodness. Now, you guys had the big reveal last night, and it was uh, it was pretty cool to see once the, once the black curtain came off the game, there was a mad rush of people, including myself. I, I was completely self-serving was in well. that deal, oh, and I freely admit it. But there was a mad rush of people up there taking pictures of this. I mean, what has been the general response uh, of this, Paul? I mean, are, are you are you and James getting a lot of uh, a lot of good and positive feedback on this? I would have to imagine the support for this is probably off the charts. Yeah, it's been very well received, and uh, even without all the smoke and uh, fireworks that I requested last night at the the reveal, uh, not showing. Fire marshal, <laughs> fire marshal. <laughs> well, a couple came through. Uh, they, we almost had a dancer, but it was a male dancer, and we kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we don't need to see any of that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you gotta do what you, in that a pinch. Good, you gotta that was do a good pass, man. That in, was a good pass. Well, what you didn't know was it was Brent, and we just had to turn him down. Uh, that's a double good well, pass. I was gonna say in a pinch, you gotta do what you gotta do, and sometimes you know you get cut. Brent, we got new podcast gear. We gotta pay for. Get busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> so. So yeah, the response has been very, very well. Uh, it's been well received, and and like we said in our announcement, we're doing this for Python, um, and and that's the only reason. And six weeks ago, if you said, you know, are you going to be able to pull this off? There was still doubt in James and I's mind at that point, but now after what we were able to do, I mean, this is mostly two weeks of assembly, and about a week's worth of of wiring and testing. So you you pulled this off in three weeks. Yeah, well, there was a lot of well, problems, I mean, but yeah, I mean, just the assembly, the physical part, the side, assembly yeah. side. I'm sorry. I mean, it, and you know, I got to give a shout out to Charlie at Spooky Pinball because we uh, he was work helping us, and we didn't give him the files quite as early as we had hoped for the artwork. And uh, I'm like, hey, can you overnight them? We leave on Monday. Can you can you have them Saturday delivery? He's like, I can, but it'll cost four hundred dollars to ship them. I said, we're in a car and we're heading your way. And Tuesday morning we showed up at Charlie's place, and uh, he helped us get all get this little uh, machine nice and pretty for her reveal. I mean, he, he did a spectacular job. I mean, it, it's it's fantastic. I mean, the thing that that I think about Paul when I look at this is, for everything that I see in my mind, I imagine what's yet to come. So if we were to look, if you're looking at this machine and. And for everybody listening, we've got pictures of this up on our Facebook page. We've tweeted a few of them as well. Paul, I mean, how far along is this from a percentile perspective? And how much how much work is left to go before you guys call it job done? Well, it's probably, I don't know, percentage-wise. We still got our biggest hurdle is the wireform ramps left. And um, we have all the original engineering documents, but it's one of the more crazy wireforms that, that exist. Um, as far as a timeline, I'd like to say by the end of the year or, or, or so will be mechanically complete and that uh, hopefully software in early early next year, January, February, will be mostly complete and that we'll build the 12 samples in uh, around mid next year. So let me ask you about the software. I see that right, see you've got an X-Pen DMD in it. What um, are you all rewriting the software from the ground up, or I mean, are there, do the ROMs for original game are they even out there? The ROMs exist, and uh, we do have them. But the Python wanted this uh, quite a bit different ROM wise, the software wise, than what existed. So um, you know, and the, we have a, a new display. We're actually going to probably debut in this. The next time you see it, it's probably going to have a real special display in it. And, All right. Um, you know, I look forward to that. Excellent. Yes, I I, I love that kind of uh, tease, man. That's great. So, so you didn't even 
I knew that the game was going to be different from what we kind of know and what I've seen. You know, I've, I've not played the game that's at the Pinball Hall of Fame. I've seen the videos. And I understand that the layout is slightly different. It's going to be true to what Python wanted. So, of course, the software wouldn't work. Yeah. You're all having to start from the ground up and code it to his vision. Yeah, and in, in many cases, it's, it's sometimes easier to start over than it is to try and uh, set up a Williams development environment and all of that. So. So like right now, the board you see running this is a spooky pinball board. It's uh, the pinhead pin, board. It's a pinhead board. Oh, it's a pinhead board. Okay. So and so. Um, Charlie's got his hands in everything. I had to beg him for it though. So don't. <laughs> it was. I had been begging for six months trying to get my hands on one. You know, it seems though Charlie. Charlie does. Charlie and his group does good work. I think a lot of people benefit from what what he and Ben Heck do. So it's it's good to know. And we all need to stick together. I mean, I. All of us small guys. It, if we all, if one of us succeeds, it's a good thing. It's not a zero-sum game. So I, I really think that we can exist and we can work together to to keep this growing. So, well, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I, was, I was just going to say, it it take. You know, I, I think I've said this once before on the show already. It takes a village, and I don't think that a project like this could ever be done by a man or a woman in singularity just trying to chop all this wood on their own. This is a Definitely, back, definitely a team effort. We're back to breath dancing again when you talk about chopping I mean, the wood. If, if, if I have to, I mean, I'll we, take. We went full circle there. I, I didn't know how I was going to get it back I'll, there, but but I'll, I'm good at that, Paul. I can one. get that kind of stuff done. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'll take one for the team. Oh. Yeah, it, it is. It's a it's a fantastic looking game. And but let me ask you this, Paul. I know that you'd mentioned the 12 samples, so we're looking at around mid you know mid 2015, second quarter, third quarter 2015 for those. What happens with Circus Maximus after those 12 samples are built? What do you, what do you guys do? Do you just kick into full-on production mode and then start That's getting where I was sold? Going. That's where I was going, Whitney. Yeah, I'm you, just you, curious, you know, once, once you've fulfilled the promise to Python, what, what does Circus yeah. Maximus do next? How do you tell if it's going to be a successful game? Well, after we're done with Circus, next on my list is to learn to dance like Brett. Brent, sorry. I'm, I'm a little tired, if you can't tell. Oh, yeah. Well, we're all a little tired. I mean, I, I think Brent and I collectively are running on seven hours of sleep. Oh, yeah. So uh, after the 12 samples are done, uh, we're finalizing the details required to put it into production. So I'm hoping late next year we can put it into production. And, you know, it, and it's going to be awesome. We're fulfilling our promise to Python. If we sell, you know, 50 of them, uh, that's fine. We fulfill our promise. If we sell more, that's even cooler. But it, it, this is all about our promise to Python. Now, I know what it's, I definitely understand the put the cart before the horse aspect of a, of a lot of things in this hobby and other hobbies and just life in general. And have you all gotten to the point where you might understand a price point yet, or is it still way too early? And we're not asking for a right. price point. Yeah. I'm just kind of curious as to how's the business model proceeded up, up to this point, and what does it look like over the next 18 months? So, you know, this isn't about profit for us with Python's Pinball Circus. It's a good right? answer. Um, so, and I will say, and I've, I've said this, it's in our FAQ, is um, Python didn't like the way pricing was going with the remakes and all of that. He, he'd look at those and, well, he'd say some words that I probably shouldn't say on a family podcast about it. Thank you very much. Uh, no. Now, Daddy. I'll talk about Brent dancing, but da I won't say Daddy, can, is there YouTube videos of Brent dancing? <laughs> I, now, wait a minute, Mr. Kieford. I seem to recall you won a certain trophy on a certain cruise ship. Oh. On a, oh. <laughs> the evils of Facebook. The evils of Facebook. <laughs> no circus for you. <laughs> you blew it, Brent. Hey, You're going to have to come over to my house and play mine. Uh, but, uh, anyways, I, 
our, our goal is less than medieval uh, costs. So, um, okay, okay, excellent. I would consider that very fair. Oh, absolutely. Very fair for what we're standing here looking at. I mean, that's that's in there. Now you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm good. Go, go ahead. I was just saying, Paul, you and I have talked about this a little bit. I know that you've got some 3D printing work that's that's done, like the clown's head, uh, face and hands on the upper play, upper mini play field. Yep. I believe the elephant, the snake. There's, uh, uh, there's four, six different, seven different pieces in here right now. Um, and we actually, uh, with this project, I'm not a terribly religious man, but every step, including two hours ago, when we get to a point where we go, you know, we can't seem to locate something or need a little help, stuff just magically shows up so we had access to an original elephant head and neck and we 3d scanned those and printed them but we still hadn't found a body and two hours ago a body showed up in our booth here today you, you, you are kidding from me. Pinball, it, it it came through pinball expo and yeah. now you guys have it in your possession so now we're able to 3d scan it and uh use for our our current prototyping i mean not asking any names obviously just did was it someone that just happened to have it from back in the day and they thought you might it, it might be of interest to you all it was somebody that was listening to our reveal yesterday and and uh had it in the drawer and it was uh he's like i think this could help help them and, and it, like i said every step of the way there's so many things that just happen to it, and it, it it just feels right and that is so good to hear i mean Call it karma, call it call it leading a good life, call it whatever you will, call it being watched over from above, however you want to look at it. It's nice to hear that because it sounds like you guys are crossing the hurdles that you need to cross in order for all of us to get to enjoy this, essentially what will be a once-in-a-lifetime once machine. Yeah, and I mean, like, like I mentioned, Spooky's been real helpful. Matt from Planetary, has, you know, he's, he's worked with James to really allow us to do uh, what we promised Python, and and we can't thank them enough for for letting us do what we told a, a man that we would do for him. Well, you know, Paul, I for one, and my opinion counts for nothing, but I am just I'm amazed by it, and I'm very excited to see it. You know, uh, I've only seen videos of it play, and I mean, it for me uh, just to before I even knew that this was being built, it's enough for me to kind of not plan a trip to Vegas and make sure I get over to play at least what is the current incarnation of the game. You're, I, I'm you're really excited. going to Vegas to try out as a showgirl, aren't Shut you? Shut it. <laughs> One thing I'll I am hanging myself. <laughs> One thing I'll say that I think is that's really cool about this is pinball is passion. There's no doubt about it. There's This hobby is fueled by passion and the people that bring that. What we see here today is passion taken to the next level to honor to honor. You're one of our own, and that's the coolest thing about it, man. So kudos to you guys. I mean, we wish you all the luck in the world. I wish there was something we could do to help you other than just stand here and talk about it. I mean, spread Get the, the word, word out. You know, keep, when we put something on Facebook, forward it on like you guys do. You guys have been a, a great support. And, um, and we will continue to do so. I mean, we want to see this. At, no way we can want to see it as bad as you guys do because you guys are on a mission, but we're – definitely going to love to see this come to come to pass but great when you guys are done uh, broadcasting make sure you come back and play it oh we will absolutely so if we hit start on it we'll get a little audio out of it won't we yep yep you'll be able to play it and start all right let's see what we can do welcome to the pinball circus
Yeah, that is that's pretty amazing, Brent. Just just to see it working the way that it is. It's so cool. The ball shoots out of the snake's mouth and everything. It's awesome. Paul, Paul and I are not doing good as, as, in doubles, playing team <laughs> pinball. I'm not very good one-handed, apparently. <laughs> no. We oh, need wait, a, it's the family. Oh, jeez. Yeah. None of us are, Paul, but that's all good, you know. And the interview yeah. is now over. <laughs> Paul, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we love the work you're doing, man. Thanks, yeah, have a good one. Thank you, Paul. Whitney, let's take a wander over. We're just now coming past the Stern and booth. So for so for everybody listening along, Brent and I are walking right by the Stern booth, and there is Walking Dead pinball everywhere. So one, it's uh, two, fantastic three, to four. see this kind of support. How many Walking Dead do you count, Brent? Uh, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I think six I count a, uh, six of them. Six in a Mustang. Yeah, six in a Mustang. So yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. One thing about this show. If you make it out to the show, don't think, well, you know, I, I'm not looking for any parts. There's a Johnny Mnemonic. I haven't seen that. It's right here. Yeah, I hey, man, you know what? Game. I played this down at Patrick Wall's house, uh, one of the game room, one of the podcasters on the Game Room Junkie show, when I was down in Atlanta a couple months ago, and his was working great. I mean, it's a fun, fun game. I have heard that. I've never yeah. got to play one. Where I was going with that, folks, is if you make it to the show and you're and you're thinking, well, I'm not looking for any parts. There's nothing I want to purchase. Uh, Pardon me. Make sure you walk into the vendors area because there's overflow games in, in the vendors, vendors area. There's a little pot of games that we just walked past. Uh, a Cyclone, a Playboy, a Spider-Man, and Adams. Yeah. I think that's a Strikes and Spares. And then there's a Johnny. Oh, and, and a Haunted House. Yeah. We miss Mesomods. We've talked about uh, checking these guys out several times. So hopefully, uh, Kristen and Tim, we can check you guys out tomorrow at our, at our next live broadcast. They've got a lot of cool parts. Wanted to see them. So let's wander down to Planetary. Planetary's down uh, right next to Cointaker. Cointaker's got a huge display out here. If you're looking for LEDs, if oh, you're think about Novus everywhere here at the Cointaker booth. All right, are LEDs you and Novus, Novus everywhere. I need to come through here, Whitney, and take a good look at all the LEDs that they've got. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. So I've, for everybody listening, we are walking down here by the Planetary Pinball Table where the uh, Medieval Madness remakes are just essentially going wild. They've got three of them out here running pretty strong, man. So this we talked about this a little bit earlier, Whitney, yep. where I had came, I'd come in and I, I just left you all. I mean, I didn't care what happened to you all at that point. There was a machine open. I was going to jump on it and play I fell it. off a boat, Brent. And I, I, you know, I was, I was needing some help, man. So is that Sam Stern walking around over, or uh, Gary that's, Stern? That's Gary Stern. I'm, Gary yeah, Stern. Sure I'm sorry. Yeah, that is. That's Gary Stern. And so, yeah, they, they fell off the side of the, the, the earth for all I cared. I wanted to come over. I wanted to play the game. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we covered it earlier. I really, really enjoyed the game. It was an awesome game to play. It, it really was. It really was. I mean, so, it's, uh, it's neat to see so much going on here at Pinball Expo. So we're over here at the, uh, the, planetary, the planetary Pinball booth is Mr. Joe Case. Of Laserific, how are you doing? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So, nope, I'm I'm tied to Whitney. So, Joe, we're actually streaming live the show right now, and then of course we're recording, so this will live in perpetuity. And uh, we met we met Joe. The whole internet's listening, Joe. Just so the you know, the whole internet, yeah, all of it, every single when bit we, of it. Big world. Yeah, it is. It fits in a five-gallon bucket, man. When we speak, they all listen. So. I got to meet Joe at Southern Fried Game Room Expo. I had, a, and we didn't get into this real deep on the show, but I had an unfortunate little accident, and Joe was like first man on scene, and he kind of kept me in shape while uh, uh, 
while I was in, in dire need till Whitney could come and doctor me up. I brought my medical kit, man. So, Joe, talk a little bit. Uh, we, we actually came back by to your booth to check out your products, and unfortunately, by the time we got back over there, you had you had, had to pack up and go on, go on home, I assume. So give us a little rundown of what you do. Well, we do a lot of custom toppers. We do plastic protector sets now. Um, we're involved with Bally Williams in the licensing for artwork and toppers and designs. Um, it's going pretty good. So this is, so if you're involved in the licensing, so these are all like your translites? These are all Okay, planetary pinballs. So, do you have an Adams family? Yeah, excuse me. An Adam, Adams family translite. I don't Thank know you. If we have one here. We have an now, I've gone completely self-serving at this point. No, we do not have one here. Now, is that a? Uh, um, are you all reproducing them? And who is this? That would be a question for Rick Bartlett. Well, Mr. Bartlett, this <laughs> we're going to drag you into this too, Rick Bartlett, or of planetary pinball. Me. So we're uh, Whitney and Brent, uh, we're Broken Token Podcast, and we're actually streaming live to the internet right now, just wandering around. How exciting. How exciting. <laughs> Technology, it's, it's just come such a long way. <laughs> they both How look, do you do that? They both look like a deer in headlights <laughs> right now. We, we've got the internet in this backpack right here, and we just carry All it around with us. We, we get it out whenever we need it. That's high tech. That's great. So I didn't realize that you were actually in the position now to start reproducing translites. No, this is all we've right. been making translites for years. So we've been making most of these that are here. There's a bunch that I got from Illinois Pinball that uh, are original ones. So it's oh, a combination okay. of both here. Well, I'm definitely behind the. I am behind eight yeah. ball personally when it comes to a lot of the restoration oh, yeah, work. Internet delay. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm going to think it's a delay between my, uh, just my go, brain and my mouth. Is just, what I'm Brent, just go with internet delay. Go with internet <laughs> yeah, delay. Go for it. So uh, I came in earlier. We've talked quite a bit about the, the, the MMR machines. That's what they are. Yes. And, and they, are, they are beautiful. We had a, a conversation today on the way out jo to uh, Joe the Pinball Life Expo. Joe, like, like he's going to get away. And the artwork and just the crispness and the cleanliness of those machines is what caught my eye the very first time when I walked around the corner. Those machines are beautiful. Beautiful. They are clean because they're new. So, uh, and, they, and they play wonderful. I have played a couple. Uh, uh, we switched a couple wires just to catch people off guard to see if they could figure out that uh, that some of the stuff was backwards. But now, now we kind of straighten it back out because well, we you definitely we don't want to cause a, a big stir. So. <laughs> and the internet well, gets stirred up on that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, it gets it gets harsh sometimes. I like to stir up the internet. Well, that's that's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, you definitely didn't cause an all-out revolt. No, no, I so, think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. So now I, I see that the middle machine is, that's got the gold armor on it. So kind of give us a rundown of what okay, you've got here. So we got three machines here, uh, all the different trim colors, the, uh, the, the, the famous gold and the, uh, the stellar black and the original silver stainless steel zinc colors. So they're... Uh, all three of those games were made last week, much to uh, questionable questions, but they were all made last week. Uh, they got over the they got over the line, huh? They're all over the rainbow here, so uh, they're uh, 
put together and uh, some of them were tested a lot last week some of uh, I think one was uh, recently just finished up and then brought over here for the show so so have you had a, a, a table discussion a seminar at the expo I did have a seminar today yes. now unfortunately Whitney and I were we, we've been kind of running around through the day and we haven't made uh, many of the seminars yeah. did you did you have any announcements today uh, I did not have any announcements I had some clarifications and some uh, you always, have to, you always have to clarify. There's a, one thing, one thing that, and clarification is good. One thing that I'm, I'm very curious about, and uh, I'm going to ask this for the benefit of all the people who could not be here, but um, what is, what, what's the schedule? When are, when are people going to start getting their medieval madnesses? And if I order one, what's it, what's it look like? So the schedule is as soon as they get through UL testing, which is uh, any day or any day or any whenever they get done it's kind of a pseudo government agency so you think you know when they're done and then if they go on vacation or their boss comes in and asks the same questions over and over again or it's columbus day or it's columbus day or something then uh, so know. i so you i i that so as soon as it goes on the line then uh then it's just a matter of getting uh a couple of key parts that are dependent on high voltage testing and then it uh then the line gets loaded and it's ready to go so that hadn't occurred to me, but that you would have to go through that testing. You have, I'm sure you have to provide well, we, them a sample machine. You don't have to go through UL testing, but you do it for safety and and to make sure that the game is really certified as safe and you know that that there's not going to be danger to people working on it or repairing it or things like that. And that's what the UL is all about. So you give them a sample machine. Do they keep it so they can put it in their break room? They keep it, and then they. Uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, in good shape after they after they're done with it so it's, oh it's uh, thoroughly tested it's very thoroughly tested it looks like it's been hit with lightning yeah i think they uh i think they don't do it any good so well one thing that i am curious about is how long will how long will planetary be running this game and if i wanted to buy a new inbox uh, medieval madness two years from now will that be an option or is this something that uh that, that you guys have kind of corralled a certain number and then you're going to wait and see how they do before you release another run i'm just kind of just trying to gauge you know what the next couple of years will look like for this reproduction so we're going to run uh the thousand le's first and then we're going to run standards after that and then whatever the demand of the standard we're not really over overly trying to sell standards right now because there's no point you know we just wait until the le's get you know running well and then start taking orders for standards we've sold standards through resellers it's just you know it's not a high priority and then um, and then I would expect we would do um, the first batch of those and very similar to any other pinball stuff is you run a batch until you run out of demand and then you you know most likely go idle for a while on that title until demand you know comes back up to do another run so you know we uh, we have no time frame that causes us to have to stop it's just there will be other titles coming and just got to do the mix. Well, one thing that, that I think is very impressive about having seen the underside of the play field and, and the technology and how everything is laid out on the machine, it seems to me that if another run were to be done three, five, seven years down the road, technically it, it would not be that big of a hurdle. Would there be licensing reassociated with that? Would you have to renew anything? Or is it really just uh, you know gathering up all the raw materials and making another run happen? So I'm no. fairly certain you have the licensing. 
Yeah, we have we have the license. To total licensing for it, right, correct? Since forever. So well, which, then, is, which that's good, Brent. To the massive mistake I made earlier about oh, you all reproduce translites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. For Williams uh, Games and Parts, the license is perpetual for its uh, forever. Um, so um, yeah, there's no issue in terms of having parts supply. I mean, we'll be stocking parts for the current game, and then. Obviously, there will be always parts for the upcoming games. The, the CPU board's a standard off-the-shelf, uh, will be around for many, 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 many years. And uh, when it's not, they always have an upgrade, you know, that... that there's always a way. There's always a way. It's just an embedded, uh, you know, an embedded standard BeagleBone that everybody uses for a lot of different applications. So. so let me ask you this, and I've talked about this quite a bit on our show. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, the last time I've seen the, one of the playfields tilted up, the wiring harness or lack thereof, it, it's basically how many PCBs is it now? Well, there's uh, there's a main CPU in the back box, uh, which is the the small BeagleBone kind of uh, mini PC, and that's hooked up to a pinball controller that then translates that down to things like audio and. And, uh, and the controller down at the bottom of the game, which is basically the power driver and then uh, the lamp board. So it's th that's the main assemblies. And then so the, the thing that's a little different is the power driver is in thirds underneath the play field. Um, and the thirds can be you know replaced one at a time. So instead of having a huge power driver board that you have to replace, you can have a, you know, a one third power driver board if any of the three were to fail, you could replace it. But you don't have a main wire harness, though. Like, if you tilt that play field up, all the connectivity is, is various yeah, PCBs, correct? Yeah, there's a little bit of wiring, but uh, most of it's a Cat5 cable that runs the signals down to the... See, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah it's, that's awesome. And it, yeah. was that the genesis? What was the genesis of that? We're, we're starting kind of from the ground up, and we have an opportunity, or...? Well, yeah, it was it was really just try to to get rid of some of the complexity, which then creates both manufacturing risk as well as just the you know issues in in the game itself and fixing the game. There's a lot of design issues in the original board set and the original you know, and and you can do so much more with a new technology. So it's you know, this this kind of technology has been used in all over the place. So it's just a matter of applying it to. For, when I first saw that, it it just amazed me that no one else had started to do that. Because as you said, it seemed to me like you, the wiring harness issue is gone. Once you lay the PCB out and you've got some headers, you're done. And it just it just makes it yeah, so much no, it's, easier. Uh, it's just a, the new way, you know, the the new way to design systems. I mean, I think you see that in uh, to a certain degree in Jersey Jacks and Stern systems. And so it's just the way you. And hard to build and expensive. And build and expensive, and you know, and then uh, PCBs are getting you know, more and more uh, smaller in terms of more complex circuitry that you can buy reliably. So that's what we do. One of the things that I'm curious about, and we had a discussion in the car on the way over to Pinball Life this afternoon. We we're talking specifically about this game. And we were kind of batting back and forth the answer to uh, to the question of whether or not 
Um, these the, the Medieval Madness remake is running the actual Medieval Madness ROMs, or whether uh, it is running, um, let's say, disassembled ROMs, and, and you or you've coded them back from hand, or is it running the ROMs in emulation, or, or what? How do how are you guys achieving 100% accurate gameplay with this remake machine? So it's uh, the the game is running the original uh, the original Medieval ROMs in an SD card, you know, the, the ROMs are located in, not in a, obviously an IC chip, it's just in a, in a file and then they just are emulated and then there's a, there's a layer underneath that that uh, interfaces to the controller board that translates the signals much like uh, the CPU would translate signals to a, a power driver board and so forth in the original games. Well, then this leads me to my next question. With you guys having you know, quote unquote, kind of broke the code in order to make this happen. I'm going to assume that you can apply that that same the same system to any Williams game, and it really unlocks the door for reproducing really whatever you want to reproduce along those lines. I'm not going to ask you what comes next, but when, because you know, I, I don't know if I mean that that's that's your you know that's your business and whether or not that's you know something you can talk about, but. Will there be more? Will there be more remakes? Will we see more titles later on down the line? Yeah. So, so the point about the the new system is that the new system allows you to put a layer underneath the old system to capture things and replace them with other things. So, the sound. You know, the the new audio system can, you know, take a call that says I want to play this sound and bring in a different sound, which is what we do on the MMR. It's the original you know, uh, unremastered kind of, or remastered uh, sounds, and uh, same thing with video and things like that. So we can capture the frames coming out and the, the, the low-level calls and then do different things with them. We can, you know, the, the layer in between knows when a certain uh, switch is being fired and then can set the shaker motor off. So it's not, we don't have to change the code to make that happen. We can put that in the layer in between to add, you know, effectively new logic, uh, configuration settings, new behaviors. You know, we're not trying to change the rule set of the game, but uh, really just enable new functionality to be brought in, like sound and, you know, audio, video, that kind of stuff. Now, let me ask you, I understand business is business, and uh, without delving into that, if you had your pick from a purely emotional standpoint, what would be the next remake game? Um, there are just so many. It might take me a little while to, to think of what. I, I'm kicking you be. off your I, own I did, podcast. Well, I did say business is business, and I did qualify the question. I just want to know what feeds his brain and what would. All you're off your own what show. What would you want? <laughs> um, I would want. Um, again, it's just so hard to choose because there's just. So That's many. a he valid loves, answer. He loves all his kids equally. That's a you valid love all answer. Your children. Okay, I'll stop there. We're giving you a. One of the top 20 games uh, that <laughs> Williams and I tried so hard. Whitney, we had this discussion in the car. We were not going to do this. Yeah. yeah. You've embarrassed me. <laughs> I'm embarrassed even more than I was. Good try. Well, I'll tell you, you guys have done a fantastic job. It's, it's so neat to see these games be brought back to life and we're definitely in the camp of this is a good thing and so it helps pinball live and so as long as 
as long as these games are brought back to life and they can be enjoyed for the next three, four, five, seven generations, you've done a good thing. Thank you. So Sounds we're good. not going to have show notes on this episode per se because we're not actually doing it from a notebook. We're just ham fisting as we're walking through here. I could but tell. yeah, <laughs> but you thank, thank you for thank you for your time though. So you needed a backup host. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have a backup host I've, since I've fired from my own I've show. I've Whitney man. off his own show. But I would encourage everyone check out Planetary Pinball. Obviously, I need to do it because I'm not even aware as to of what they've got out out there. I'm getting more and more Williams games. I really kind of need to be in, in the boat of understanding what's available from, yeah, from Planetary. And then I encourage everybody to check out. We'll, we'll get Facebook links up and twi uh, we'll tweet out links, of course, to Planetary to remind everybody. And also Joe over at Laserific. He's got some really cool products. He's only got one topper out here with him today. But uh, what I saw in, in Atlanta, he makes some really, really exciting uh, options, add-ons, modifications for your machine. So, well, and, and I'll say this: thank you for your time. It was, it was, it was great. To, it was great to get this information, and you helped settle some discussions that we even had this afternoon. Just questions about it. So, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you so very yes, much. Have a good night. Uh huh. Wendy, we may have to audition a new host as we go here. Now, <laughs> hey, let's go down here and take a right because as we were chatting, I saw uh, Charlie from Spooky walk in, and uh, he took a, a beeline here to the right. Let's see if we can catch up with him. We have to hop, have to hop down here, Brent, into the multiplay room here in a second. Okay. Well, so we're just kind of we're taking everybody on an audio tour here as we wander back around the. Uh, I can't hear you, Brent. I'm sorry. Oh, well, we don't have headsets in this setup, yeah. so. It's tough. We're taking everybody kind of on a walking tour. Oh, there's here. a multimorphic machine. That looks awesome. So keep an eye out. Charlie has his, uh, uh, has his trademark hat on and his uh, spooky pinball. Watch your step. His spooky pinball. Uh, and everybody, if you, I'm sure you can hear some of the background noise. I mean, this, this, place, is, this place is just going strong. So. There is just uh, people, 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 and more people everywhere enjoying pinball. It's it's neat. We'll come well, back over here. We're headed back over to the Big Lebowski machines, where there has maintained a constant line of people throughout the entire show. So what do we think, Whitney? We're three machines, uh, three machines at one, two, three, four, five, six, about uh, eight to ten people deep across three machines. Yeah, and it stays this way throughout the entire. The entire show. Did we pick up a Grace? Uh, we picked up our new co-host is what we did, Brent. Uh, come on, Miss Grace. All right, so let's wander back over. Maybe we'll catch Charlie on the way out. I wanted to say hi to him. Yeah. Let's walk back over to the play area. All right, you coming with us, Grace? We picked up a third. All right, I got her. We got her. We picked up a third. We yeah, got so, Brent, what we probably ought to do, I mean, we've pretty well hit the, the vendor section here pretty good. I mean, some of the vendors are kind of starting to close up shop. But you know, people are still playing, no doubt about it. And we ought to hop down into the uh, in, into the multi-game room, Brent, and just take a look as to what's in there. All right. Oh, I mean, here here we go. Oh, there's Charlie. Here we go. We're gonna surprise. We're gonna surprise right, him. He's everybody. actually trying to buy something. Well, hello, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Charlie. How are you? Uh, I'm, no, I'm we, wonderful. Am I on the Broken Token podcast? Yes, yes, Charlie, you are. You are. It, uh, I, uh, which microphone am I talking into? Well, well you're a little scatterbrained, yeah. so we're going to make sure to get you covered. And they're noise-canceling mics, so we, we need all the gain we can get. Wonderful. Hey, what's with the accents? You guys are <laughs> we, 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 No, we no, bring, we bring no. those with us wherever we go. Okay. All right. 
So we saw you sneak in, we figured you saw us and ran off, so we've been tracking you down. Now, earlier I come up to him, and honest mistake, I introduced myself and he looked at me like, okay, do I owe you money or do you owe me money? Which one is it? I don't owe anybody money. So That's the joy of being me right that, now. That's the beauty of it, huh? So, awesome. Uh, now, apparently if I would have come in as Brent, Griff Brent Broken Token, I'd have been in it. I'd been all right. I was solid. Yes. Griffith didn't catch, which, okay, that's fine. Okay. Yes. So... Uh, the generic question, what have you been up to? We've been playing some America's Most Haunted. We've really enjoyed it. We've had some good words about it already. The okay. build the build quality is fantastic. That Thank is, you. That's the first thing that Brent and I noticed immediately after playing it. We've talked about it quite a bit. It's It looks like it's overbuilt, and that's a good thing. Wow, you guys are, like, really nice. It <laughs> <laughs> we rubbed our eyes all over hey, it. Let's get KT in at here. At this point, she's Sean, my co-host. Oh, by the way, we are. This is being streamed live. We are not just. Recording. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, hey, uh, no I, foul language. So, where's Bug? <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's Squirrel's quiet. behind us, but she's on her phone as usual. Hi, uh, Squirrel. You know, here's uh, some top secret information for the people out there streaming live. Um, my proudest moment of the weekend: I gave Gary Stern two spooky pinball keychains. Okay. Yes. Yes. He says he's going to use them. Uh, I don't know what kind of car he's driving, but uh, that was. Uh, <laughs> but he needs this, two keychains, and, that, and that's pretty impressive. Does he have a table that's unlevel or something that he needed to chalk up? Well, or? I, you know, uh, Charlie's just easily amused. There's a difference. Yes. We kid, we kid. But we've we've actually talked several times about the game thus far, and, and I'll say it again. Uh, I, I wish I would have got to, gotten to play it where I could hear it because I know you've talked a lot about the call-outs and I've heard a little a few of them on the show. And I think there's actually one back here in the overflow room. Yes. Hopefully I can spend a little time. No, even, that one's not even ours. That one was in a pizza parlor in Virginia all summer. So, oh, so it was actually, it's been out on location, it's been played. Yeah, oh yeah, all, all summer long. And it was funny because when we got here, uh, it was saying that it was missing a ball. And there was nobody around, and we couldn't find the owner, so Ben and I just took it apart, fixed it. Ben updated the code, and we just wrote on the back glass, you know, hey, made a few changes, hope you enjoy. You're welcome. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's customer service. So, hey, come control the shows and fix your machines. Yeah. So did you have to bust into it, or was the keys in it? No, it had one of those, like, little friendly keyless locks where you just turn the thing and it opens. I was so. thinking you installed some kind of super double-secret backdoor and all the things. No, no, we don't have a master key to everybody's game or anything weird like that. See, we're IT people. That's what, that's how we think. You know, well, wait a minute. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, well, it's you're, out there you're now. You're helping the NSA out, Brent. Just, just yeah, not. Whatever. Not. Which one of you speaks uh, C++? That's what I need to know. We're we not, need a programmer. We're not. We need a full-time programmer. I used to years, probably seven or eight years ago, and I've, I've just kind of moved on. Does Spooky, right. have, does Spooky have a work-from-home program? Uh, <laughs> your home is a little farther than uh, Benton, Wisconsin. It's cold there. Oh, no, no, man. It's still like 50 degrees up there. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> this yeah. time of year. Now, wait a couple of months. Yeah, she'll get down to 20 below occasionally, but it's <laughs> just occasionally. That's not a problem. No, when you stay inside, you play pinball. I've been, I've been in Green Bay a few times, and the first time I was in Green Bay, I Go was... Go Packers! <laughs> <laughs> the first time I was, in a, I was in a parking lot, like at a, at a restaurant, and I was like, what, what's the deal with all the poles where all the medians are? And they're, oh, that's so that when they plow the snow, they don't run into everything. Well, yeah. And I thought, yeah. okay, that makes sense there. I've never seen anything like we that. We have them on the fire on the fire plugs, too, so that yep. the plows know where they're at, so they dig them out. Yep. It makes sense. If you live in just, the rural areas around Benton, like New Diggins and Leadmine, they're the small villages. 
Uh, yeah, you tend to lose a lot of mailboxes in the winter. Well, I try to li not live any place where they actually have, a, and this is air quotes, a mud season. So, okay. Do you know what that is? Uh, rainy season, I guess. The, and what, my, the folks I know in Green Bay, they, that's when all the melt is. Oh, yeah. And it's just yeah. mud. Yeah. It's just mud yeah. everywhere. Oh, it's every spring. Yeah. That's, uh, that's it happens. March. All of March, March is mud. Yeah. This, this is mud talk with Broken Token and Spooky. <laughs> it's, it's riveting, Brent. Just keep going with the mud angle. So man. anyway, I'm going to have to go play the game some more. I really enjoyed it. Can, can I interview Brent for a while? Brent, your eyes are kind of bloodshot. Are you stoned I, or are no, you just really tired? No, I am tired? worn out. Really? Are bloodshot? What time did you get up this morning? <laughs> Too early. Well, physically, what time would that be? Uh, about 8.30. Can you hear okay. my voice? It's I, well, gone. we got up at 6.30 and we had to drive here. Uh, 5.30. 5.30, sorry. Yeah, okay. Are my eyes that blue? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's got you wondering. I'm already. How many acres of something do you have behind your, your body? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing? None. Nothing. I mean, okay. I, know, I know I'm from Kentucky. I mean, and we do have supposedly, you know, this large cash crop of hey, uh, a substance of well, what you're asking about. I don't want to any secrets, but if you get about four beers into KT, she was born in Kentucky. Oh, uh, you're you're numerous times on the show. Yeah. Oh, she gets mad. I've there's heard her there's some shut the hell up. That kind of thing. It'll come out of her. I've head. heard her accent. She's not. She wasn't there very long. Uh, Where were you born? I was born in Cincinnati. Oh, that's. I thought you were born in Kentucky. You lived in, in hey, Kentucky. Have you met your wife? I have. You met your. She's oh, that close. She's or, lived a lot of places. Yeah. These must be professional mics. Yeah, I got to get real close. Hello. How many there. states? Ten, I've, well, I've, I've been in 10 states. Is that? No. All right. Yeah. Have you been following Charlie around? Nope. No. I, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> no, we would. It's funny because she, follow Charlie she moved around. like 18 million times until she met me, and then we moved once. That was it. So it, you, you settled in. Let me get this straight. You moved around the country. You met Charlie. Charlie had a good job. He quit it to build pinball machine. October when's, in a can. when's the pod it's show up to put yeah, all your fast, stuff in? Yeah, Oktoberfest in a can is way better <laughs> yeah. than Oktoberfest uh, in a bottle. No, I, I yes. finally actually, for the first time ever in my life, unpacked my entire house. So, you know. You discovered everything that you didn't need. And I had and pinball could, machines. Well, no, actually I didn't until later. I'm going to take over your show. Hey, uh, Bug, Squirrel, let's interview you guys here. Uh, this is Please. your first pinball expo. Uh, you guys having a good time? Yeah. Well, well, that's that was very in-depth. Uh, Squirrel, are you having fun? Yeah, it's fun. What's been the best part of Pinball Expo 2014 for you? Freddie Mercury, the dog. Do uh, what? Who? Freddie Mercury, the dog. He's Chris and Vanessa's dog. He's right over there. He's a cute little thing. But that oh. doesn't translate well to streaming podcasts. No, it doesn't. Stuff, so. That was a good, great interview. Riveting. Thank you. You should yes. do this professionally. Uh, well, we do it amateurishly. It, that's not even. That's a word. easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, it is now. It is. Yeah. You're my eyes are bloodshot. To Whitney. My eyes are bloodshot, and you can't speak. What a <laughs> what a team. Well, it is late night at the open ball. Hey, let's just give the mics to the kids, and let's just go take a break. <laughs> what do you think? It, we're getting close. How long you guys got to keep doing this? Uh, until the batteries give out. Really? Yeah. So there could be what potentially dozens of people listening right now. Uh, seven. Seven really? to ten. Yeah. 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 You know how many people are? Uh, well, we saw that there were a few as soon as we started the show. I'm sure it picks up, but uh, you know we're recording. We'll, we'll uh, release this episode a little bit later on tonight as well. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Yes. Well, so this, this will, you know, make sure you go buy a spooky pinball, America's most haunted, designed, engineered, art, programming, dots, music, 
speech by Ben Heckendorn. That's a lot of stuff. That's a, ringing, a lot of stuff. that's a ringing endorsement from the owner of the yeah. company. <laughs> we played the game today a fair amount, and it is a lot of fun, Charlie. I mean, you've, you guys have outdone yourself. It is, it's, a great, it's a great game. Wait a minute. Uh, now, Whitney, what do you mean by outdone ourselves? This is our first game. How do you outdo you're something? Gonna go out, when you're going to go out big. <laughs> you know, technically that is very true. I'm just setting the stage up for you guys to just, you know, just knock it out two times on the next one. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Uh, we've got some surprises and some secrets uh, we're working on. And I'm not going to ask you about a single one of those. Everybody's got secrets. One of mine was added earlier. Apparently I dance a lot. You dance a lot. Maybe that's why your I eyes dance. are more shot. It could very well be. No, dancing. You strained no your eyeballs dancing. <laughs> I, something about something about how I make excess extra money to pay for the show. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. I, yeah. I I don't. The game the game is beautiful, Charlie. You guys have done well. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Oh, yeah. We really do appreciate it. No, thank you for your time. And and uh, and again, hey, we're uh, supporting the brotherhood of pinball podcasters. There's no competition here. This is all. It's fun. all love. It's all fun. That's right. Well, I mean, he took over our show. Why not? Yeah. You know. We did. Oh yeah, well, yeah you did. Kind of did. That's cool though, man. You know, everybody loves to hear that stuff. So I've said it a couple times. Oh. It takes a village, Charlie. So why did you guys start a podcast? Tell me. You what, know what inspired you so deeply about pinball? You're like, we're gonna start a podcast. So Whitney is. You gonna answer it first? Yeah, I'll hit it first. So Whitney actually. You'll hit it first. Whitney, yeah, yeah, I'll hit it. First. <laughs> I want to hit him right in the mouth after today. <laughs> we got this whole road closed saga that's a whole other story. But anyway, uh, uh, Whitney work, works for a company uh, that actually had some vendor support at a company I worked for. And I had already met Whitney a couple times just in the hobby in general around, uh, around town, around Louisville, Kentucky. And he happened to be assigned to my company. So we got to talk a little bit more. And, you know, he talked about some podcasts which is kind of eventually where I picked up your show and I picked up some other kind of classic gaming shows. Yeah. Now Whitney already had, you know, Whit I'm about ready to pay homage to Whitney. Whitney had already made. Good, I've been waiting for this all night. He had already made a world-class <laughs> brand of the Broken Token name. I mean, right? it, I don't know if it had gotten up to Wisconsin, but you know, down in, around, around the South, you can get Broken Token wallets, you can get Broken Token uh, uh, teeth like, uh, 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 hillbilly yeah, it's, teeth. it's only missing three, I mean, and two of them are in the front. You go in any convenience <laughs> store in Louisville, you can get broken token lighters. I mean, he's everywhere. He's like yeah. Kiss. Yeah. So I approached him one day, and I said, you know, I've been listening to these. You've already kind of got some name recognition. What do you think about doing this? I said, we, you know, we're IT guys. We can kind of figure this out from the, the IT side of it. We had to figure out the audio side of it. Sure. And I, he told me, go ahead, Whitney, you're on with well, it. You know, it, it's one of the things that I've always wanted to do, and Brent approached me. He's like, man, I'm willing to do this. Are you willing to do this? And we said, yeah, let's do this. And Charlie, we don't profess to know anything, but we have a lot of passion. We have a lot of love. That you and, do. We, and we really enjoy doing this, making the commitment, and making the show. And it's, it's, a, it's a parent I don't know, Jack. I mean, everyone I've talked to, I've messed something up royally. You know, you know I, forgot your, I forgot your last name a minute ago. Amory. Yeah, well, you forgot mine, so whatever. Amory. A-M-A-R-I-E. Yeah, Brent Broken Token. I know Exactly. That. Exactly. No, but Charlie. He's branded me. Exactly. That's fine. Yeah, but stick with your brand. Once you get something that works, you, 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 you got to roll with it. No, but Charlie, we, we just thought, hey, it's something that we would love to talk about. It's And we thought that it would help us 
deepen our love for the hobby, and it definitely has, and we just want to share that. And for everybody that listens, and we've gotten a lot of people, it's given us a lot of feedback, we appreciate everybody that spends some time with us. And so we'll do. We'll just keep on doing it as long as we can. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's really any more complex than that. Yeah, that's good, man, because it takes a, a special kind of uh, crazy person to want to do this. I've been yes, doing it, for it does. Five years, so I understand. Exactly. Word. Yes, yeah. word. It's a, it's a lot of work, and uh, you you have to deal with the squeaky wheel and just deciding, you know, what your direction is. And this is as much, I guess, between us we had no direction. as it is everybody. We still have no direction. Well, and that's what makes you know, it work. Yeah. Kind of, I say direction, kind of what you want to stick to, where you, where you kind of want to be. Do you want to be yourself, or do you want to be what the next squeaky wheel wants you to be? And you've got that to the nth degree with your company i mean we're just we're just a couple of guys from kentucky yammering into a mic you're building machines awesome machines by the way if we Thank have you. we said that yes three three times but we can't say it enough yes <laughs> so i mean you know it more than we do and we just you know we do it because we like it we got into yeah. it we exactly. really enjoy it exactly i've you know honestly as the company has kind of grown and we're getting a little busier it's harder and harder for me to do the podcast but, uh, man, I, I'm still that geek that I just love this stuff, man. And, and, and I still listen. That might sound corny or weird. Well, we still listen. Yeah, I listen about yeah, 10, 15 some minutes. it's better than others. I but, listen, uh, I listen 10, 15 minutes. It's the way it always goes. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, we, we do the best we can with it, and we, and we just try to have fun. But, yeah, I still love this stuff as much as anybody, you know. And uh, I wish I was a little more up to speed on the news end. I think you guys in Coast to Coast and uh, Game Room Junkies do a far better job than that. But So we just kind of do our own thing and uh, be ourselves. That's all we can be at this point. We've so. all got our place in it, yep. you know, and we all can't do the same thing. Yep. But we all overlap a little bit. I mean, it, it makes things great. So, yeah. all right, the kiddos are pointing. Yeah, and, one, and Charlie, I, one thing I will say is thank you for your support and the help that you've given us, you know. Whitney, is this your daughter? Oh, yes, Charlie. Hi. This is Grace. Grace, you want to say hi to Charlie? Hi. Okay, let, let's dub her Mini Squirrel. She can be Mini Squirrel. Oh, she oh. got a spooky pinball keychain. Grace, what do you say? Thank you. <laughs> She's been in here playing pinball with her mom for hours. So, so I'm telling you what, this one right here, she's a trooper. She's a trooper, and she's as good as gold. So, so. if I buy America's Most Haunted, do I get a keychain? Is that the swag that you comes with it? You get a keychain anyway. Squirrel, bring out the keychain. Oh, look go. at that. Those are event-specific even. Oh, oh awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. That is awesome. awesome. Thank you very much. I'm going to go play pinball, guys. Thanks All for having right, me on Charlie. your podcast. Thank, thank, thank you, you for so your time. Very much. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Oh, you Charlie, you got good taste in beer, too. I will say that. Somebody gave it to me, but I'm not. Dude, Oktoberfest October rules. It was full, right, when yeah, they gave it, it to you? Delicious. Yes. This yes. Is, it's like, oh, no, this is terrible. Here, Charlie, have a beer. Okay, no, good. That's, that's the beer I've tried to get like three times, and it's always out. Well, here so. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Charlie. Bye, yep. All right, Brent, we are running. Uh, Brent, we're running a little low on the battery here. So let's. Do we got enough? You want to run over to the, the free play area yep, and then yep. we'll, we'll shut her down? Yep, that sounds like what we ought to do, man, because what I don't want to have happen is the thing just die on us as we're, uh, as we're running our soup coolers. You got it? So everybody out there, if it does just die on us, we apologize. We're yep. giving it our all. All right, so we are headed down to the free play area, and it is just wall-to-wall -wall games, everybody. Even in the... Uh, even in the vendor area, we've just passed. There's a Lord of the Rings over here, No Fear, Twilight Zone. 
several, several games. There's a Big Bang Bar. Right, now we're out in the, in the hallway. It's going to be a little quieter right now. But uh, th there's there's a few games kind of strolled here in the hallway. Brent, we got to play the Hercules yesterday. That's one that I was actually kind of surprised to see. I don't think I've ever seen a cue ball be a pinball. Well, the most interesting thing was when Grace was playing the game, it was all that she could do to reach the buttons I know, on the game. I know, I mean, she was, she was really going at it strong. All so, right, we are in the free play area, and how many rows of pins do we have here, Brent? I'm counting. One, two, three, one, four, two, three, five, four, six, five, seven. six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Let's, what, 11, 12 11. maybe? And then the entire outside of the room is ringed in machines. Uh, a lot, a lot of selection. I'd say Whitney, the, the back third of the room is uh, EM machines. And actually, I spent quite a bit of time back there yesterday just to play some games that, I have, that I've heard of and, and never had an opportunity to get in front of. And, you know, just some, some of the titles in general, just to kind of get a feel for, for EMs. I, there's not a lot that I have access to at home. Well, you know, Brent, one thing I'll say is uh, – you know, EMs are probably a little beyond, uh, you know, beyond w what I've got the time and the, uh, I guess, the ability to, to focus on, you know, keeping running and everything like that. But I was out at the uh, Seattle Pinball Museum a couple of months ago for work and got to play a lot of EMs. And Brent, I will say this, for as fun as the new Star Trek is or the new Mustang or the Walking Dead, EMs have their own special place, and look, they're great machines. We look like we have a, a, a satellite. Who are you? I'm Gary Holstady. I'm from Minnesota. Excellent, Gary. How are, how are you liking Pinball Expo? Oh, the Pinball Expo is a great place for you to Sorry if I Did I just spit on you? Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you, you're live on the Internet. What you did is you spit on the microphone, and then it went across the entire oh world. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. live on the Internet. We're streaming so this now, live on this, the Internet. This is a family show. Yeah, it's uh, a family we, show. We'll we, let you know. Don't, don't let us don't, – we don't want to have to bleep you live. You know, the great thing about the Pinball Expo is that you get to come back and you get to play these games that you haven't seen in a long time. You know, you, you kind of – reconnect with yourself uh, as as a kid where where you you see a game you haven't played for a long time and and you 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 find it and you go oh my god this is great you get yeah. to kind of relive the, the the memories from long ago so well it's we, good stuff we are going to wander on we got a little I mean, bit of time I, left in the but, but, but have you guys enjoyed yourselves? Today? Yeah, we've had a oh, good we're time. Ha Absolutely. We're having a ball. Oh, we're having a ball. It's great. Yep. Yeah. All right. Man. All right. We're going to walk. Thanks for being on the show. I'm just doing that to edit, so you guys have to edit. <laughs> yeah. We're, there we're, ain't going to uh, be any editing. Yeah, no edit, man. Oh, no editing? No editing. No, I told you. It's live. Yep. Thanks, man. Can I be on the show? You've been on You're on it. You've already been on it. All right. Thanks. So let's walk around the back corner here. That's what you call live well, radio, Brent. That's what you call live. When he, uh, I know that there's a couple clovers here and a couple other listeners of the show that kind of know us by look, and I was wondering, I was like, was that someone that I'm supposed to know? We yeah, well, I was, I was wondering the same thing myself, but, you know, man, it, he was, listen, he was having a great he time. He was having a great time. He was having a great time. So, you know what, more power to him, man. He was doing good. So we're back in the back. Uh, one end of the room where there tends to be mostly modern games. 
And Phoebe Smith, who's been on the show before, I was hoping to catch up with Phoebe. Yeah, She's got I several think games are, here. Like, mostly her games, anyway. Her Metallica's here. It was down in Louisville this year. Uh, her new CSI is here. Uh, her Varcon's here and several other titles. Let's walk down here to the EM side of the house. Right. The Joust is here. Scared Stiff is off. I was hoping to get a little time back on it. It's one of my... Uh, one of my like to have games kind of on my short list there's a couple kind of yeah the, the m row is just beautiful i mean i'm counting one two three four five and then across the back row i mean brent i'm going to estimate this at two four six eight ten twelve fourteen let's see I'm gonna I'm gonna estimate this at around 70 EMs are here, Brent. I would, I would say. say easily. Yeah. And there's a conspicuous hole. There was a, a a brand new Walking Dead buried here within the EMs yesterday, and unfortunately, it looks like it's been picked up and moved on. Yeah. I'm sure everybody can hear the hear the EM sounds. At least I hope they can. It's just beautiful. There's several games back here, Whitney, that I've heard of and haven't. You know. Uh, these would be the EM to play, so to speak, and I hadn't had the opportunity to be in, in, in a location where they're at. Like, uh, an, there's an old Chicago here behind me, a Valley Hocus Pocus, uh, Sky Kings, and a handful of other machines that are through this row. You know, unfortunately, they're not getting a lot of love. There's just not as many folks playing these games as there are the modern games. Again, I would encourage anybody, if you come to a show and they've got some EMs, spend some time on them you you need to i tell you one of the most my favorite we're gonna, let's go back here to charlie and spooky pinball one of my favorite segments on spooky is the em dungeon where uh, they cover technologies target types and flipper variations and and just innovative things that were done in the em world and it's kind of interesting to see how they translate up into the modern machines and how how nothing old, or excuse me, nothing, I, I've got the phrase wrong. Uh, what, what is, what is, uh, what is old is new. What is old is new. There, there we go. go. There yeah. we go. I would, my bloodshot eyes have apparently <laughs> invaded into my brain. Well, it, it, well, and our battery is the same way, Brent. So All I, right. I mean, I hate to say it, but man, we probably ought to go ahead and be wrapping, wrapping this up, but you're right on the EMs. I mean, they're beautiful. They're, they are, they are the essence of pinball. And, uh, a friend of the show, Sean, did a quick count for us, and he said we've got 55 EMs here. And, you know, Brent, I'll just say, and that's just what's here inside this room. There's pinballs thrown all over this hotel, Yeah, there's all a, over the West. There's Coast. an overflow room uh, down the hall past even additional vendors that I haven't had an opportunity to go into yet. Yeah. I know Charlie talked about the the, uh, uh, the AMH that's back there. Yeah. So that's definitely something I'm going to go check out. Well, Brent, I'll tell you what, before we wrap up, we'll just uh, kind of do a little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, tomorrow morning, Saturday morning at 9 a.m., we're going to be sitting on the podcasters panel. So uh, David Fix, one of the organizers of the show, is going to be moderating uh, a pinball podcast panel, and we're going to be recording that. Won't be able to stream that, but we will record that, and then we will release that as, as I would say, probably a special episode, Brent, as part of our uh, uh, pinball expo, expo coverage. And on that panel, it's going to be uh, Whitney and myself, yep. uh, Charlie from Spooky. Yep. And uh, Preston, Nate, oh, Nate Shivers. Nate from Shivers Coast from Coast to Coast, Coast, yep. And uh, Preston and Patrick from Game Room Junkies. That is correct, yeah. So so we're going to have a whole room full of guys talking pinball, talking podcasting, and things like that. Now, and, they're, they're also in the in the, uh, the build along with that is supposed to be some members of Retro Gaming Roundup. 
Now, I, I hope they show. I hope they. I haven't seen anyone here. I, I don't know if they were actually able to make the show. Apparently, they, there was intentions for them to be here. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of they, cool. they were on the original roster. Yes. Yes. So you know, quick shout out to uh, RGR. If you get a chance to listen to those guys, they cover more than pinball and arcade in general. They cover home console and yeah. I mean it. it it's it's a really it's a really nice all encompassing interesting show. They have cool interviews. And, and their interviews are almost second to none. I mean the the talent that they get on that show and in the information that, that you learn that you get and the things you learn from listening to their show. I mean it's it, it it's it's good. It's a very good show. Highly recommend it. So now hit tomorrow night as well yep. for anybody that may be here in town. Yep, yep. So uh, we will be doing another live show uh, tomorrow. It's going to be a little bit earlier in the afternoon, 5:30 Central, and then tomorrow evening at 8:30 Central, we're going to be going down to Logan Arcade. We're going to be hosting kind of like a an after podcast party, so to speak. Anybody that's in Chicago, uh, would love to have you down for the uh, for the party. We're going to have some tables reserved. And uh, owner Jim Zespi has been kind enough to, you know, kind of uh, sequester a space for us so that we can have, you know, just have a, a good group of people down and, and have some fun playing all the games that are in that are in his arcade. Now, so, I've not been into Logan's arcade. I've seen the website. I've heard you talk about it. Oh, uh, Jim's a good friend of mine. It's it's a, it's a great place. I'm really excited about making it down there. Um, th this is a, an awesome environment, but you kind of get back into a little bit more of a classic arcade yes. environment oh, in that yes. situation, yeah. and I'm really excited. He he and his family have made a massive investment in their business, and it's a family-run business. And Brent and, and anybody else who makes it down, I think you're going to see what I would consider the the quote unquote. And I hate to use this term, but it, it you have to because it it describes it to everybody. But the quote unquote the barcade. This is probably going to be one of the best executions of the barcade you'll see. I'm, I'm, I have, I know it's going to be one of the highlights of my trip. Yeah, so. yeah, it's going to be great. So everybody, uh, on behalf of the Broken Token oh, Podcast. You want to grab Chris for a minute? Do we have a oh, second? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, he, if he's got a second. Come here. Come here. We were about ready to shut down, and you just yeah. made, you managed to wander through just Dude, you time. drew the lucky card. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Mr. Chris Moore, welcome to the Broken Token Podcast stream. I, my voice is almost shot. Mine is too. Thank live you. To the all of the internet. Wonderful. I'm glad to be here. So, uh, you you go by C Moore, correct? On call. C N L Moore, or affectionately as Colonel by Fett. Oh, okay. I, I will remember that now. Now that you said that, Colonel whenever I look Moore. at your handle, I, I got it now. So, so, so Sean calls you Colonel, right? Yes, he does. Yes, so he it, does. Was it Colonel Moore in the study with a lead pipe? Is that what? Is there, that there, you this, there you go. There you go. Is that how this good. ended up? <laughs> so, Chris, uh, we've gotten to know Chris over the years. You are a uh, connoisseur of artwork. Yes, yes, I am. The crazier, the more obscure, yes, the better. I, I've been called a purveyor of fine Willis artwork. And I, I haven't been able to keep That's up. That's a big word, man. Yes, yes, it is. I haven't been able to keep up with the thread as of late, but someone from the Willis family has reached out to you. And yes, they have. Actually, they were searching for a death race, and I had in one of my posts mentioned Pat Sleepy Peak, who happened to be the artist for Death Race. So they just reached out to me, and next thing you know, I'm going to be talking to one of the guys who used to run all the production at Willis back in the day. Oh, that's going to that be would, awesome. That would be so great to, to get just to listen to that information. That'd be awesome. Now, are you recording and releasing? I hope to, yes. That's that's the big plan. So when are you actually going to do the interview? Saturday, this coming Saturday. And I know that you kind of took a survey of, of Claude and, and just 
to get kind of a list of questions and kind of what you want to do. I did. And have you been able to pull all that together? I mean, is this going to be like an epic, like 12-hour type of an interview? I sent him three pages of questions to look at, to perv- you know, to look at first so we could really speed through it and, and get the nitty-gritty down. So when I get him on the phone, he has an understanding of what I'm looking for, and then hopefully more stuff will come up. That's going to be awesome. So you yeah, think I'm he's definitely looking forward to that. Me too. So you, you <laughs> think it's kind of like the culmination of ten years of collecting this Willis stuff. Do you, you know? think maybe there may be some other Willis artwork buried somewhere that you're not aware of? I really hope so. I really, really hope so. That's the goal. You know, I'd love to find some films or some unknown artwork or who knows. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So what brings you up here to Pinball Expo? I come here every year, if I can, if I'm not working. But uh, Pinball Expo's in my backyard. If I don't go, it's a shame, you know? What, now, what are you, a Chicagoan? Is that what it, is that what you are? Yeah, technically, I'm on the south side. I, I don't know. Is that good, bad, or indifferent? It's called south side. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. I'm supposed to like the socks, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, I appreciate the time. We're going to look forward to the, to the news up from Willis. I know I don't have a lot of the artwork. But I do enjoy it. I know there's a few pieces that I would come really close to. The centipede artwork is yeah. second to none. And I say really close to putting it on. It's To me, I'd look at it as it survived this long. I don't know if I'd want to take an original piece and go ahead and use it on a game as much as I would maybe display it. Me so, too. Well, you hey, know. you know, I hate to plug Rich, but, you know, Rich reproed it. Which is kind of funny. It's a repro of a repro. Yeah. So. Oh, he reproed the centipede artwork? Yes, he did. I did not. Re- I, yeah, you know, I, I think he's got a few Willis pieces on his site. Actually, I mean, we're we're big fans of Rich. He has helped us so much. So, yeah, Rich is the man. Yes, he is. Yeah. There, well, that's the second thing today. I, well, maybe the eighth or ninth at this point you that know, I've. You know what? You know what? All this proves is everybody says there's nothing left to say about a 30-year-old hobby. Every time that we have a show, every time that we talk to somebody, it proves that there's lots to know, to talk about about a 30-year-old hobby. We'll never be done, and yeah. that's the great new, thing new about stuff, it. Just keeps you're rolling. right. You're right, and new stuff is found every day. It's crazy. It's, it, it is. It, it's it's great, and you know we're you know I I try to think of it as we're kind of like stewards of keeping this information, getting it out in front of everybody, and uh, we all just kind of do our part. But like what you're doing, Chris, I mean, you're really kind of the curator of a whole segment of you know arcade art and uh, that's that's really cool because if you didn't care about it to the level that you do then it may just be disjointed and who knows where it would wind up you're right and that's how i feel i just love it i love the weird stuff so before (laughs) so that that's the show title that's the show title so before we we got our show title right at the end dude he carried the mail thank you before we before we go do you know if they got their death race I don't. I don't. Hopefully, they'll come out on Saturday when I talk to them. All right. We, we know. Fantastic. Uh, we know Kerry uh, Cheney up in Cincinnati at the Place Retro Arcade. Uh, he actually has recently got one, uh, among other things. So Whitney and I are going to have to make a trip up and, and give it a shot. I mean, I've seen Death Race plenty of times, like online, but I've never got to play one. Looking kind of forward to it. it. It's uh, it's interesting. It's a, it's an interesting black and white. It is. All right. Well, it's definitely got its place in history. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Chris, thank you for your time. We really do appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All All right, right, Chris. Thank you, buddy. Yep. Have a good night. All right, Brent, we're going to go ahead and shut this baby down. We got a good almost two hours in on the show. And so uh, in classic broken token form, almost, Brent, uh, almost. So in classic broken token form, Brent, we have uh, 
Well, Brent, we've done it again. Yeah, uh, we, we, we've we've talked past our usefulness. We set Brent. we set a limit and we busted it. Yeah, oh, almost man. by a factor of two this time. But listen, we hey, thank interesting guests. It was great. It was a lot of fun, and we thank everybody for listening. We thank everybody that supports the show. Uh, like I say, we'll be on the podcast panel tomorrow morning. Live streaming again tomorrow. Be at Logan Arcade tomorrow night, and we'll have all this content available on the website. As soon as my uh, dainty little hands can get it uh, strung <laughs> together for an MP3, how about that? Listen, thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate you hanging with us. Uh, make sure you check us out tomorrow night. We're going to uh, uh, make another tour, try to get some more interesting. Maybe interesting interviews is not the, the correct choice of words, but some other additional interviews. Oh, we run the gamut and, tonight. And, oh, no yeah, doubt. absolutely. And uh, bring you some new and exciting news. Yeah, and with that? With that, we'll just say, everybody, we love to play the games. We love to uh, restore the games, collect the games. Make it uh, make it happen for yourself. Game on. Congratulations. You made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with. But I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash brokentokenblog. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes Store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes Store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token staff would like to extend a special thank you to the real vocal talent of the show, Christy Litzy. And that's me. Cha-ching! Music for the Broken Token Podcast provided by Kentucky native bluegrass musician Gary Brewer. Please visit brewgrass.com, that's B-R-E-W-G-R-A-S-S dot com, for the latest information, show dates, and to purchase music. Music.